Downright Lies podcast. Get ready. It's going to be a crazy episode. Fabricating on falsehoods, stories told, can't trust me. In average life, nobody has lost track of reality. If you saw this happen, you wouldn't believe your eyes. This crazy turkey straight telling downright lies. Greetings, and uh, welcome to the ultimate episode of the Downright Lives Podcast, Season 1. That's right, this is the final episode. Episode number 10. Episode Diaz. Episode Dix. Episode Desiat. That's right. The final episode of Season 1. I know that you guys are all very excited about this, and, you know, frankly, I am too. Uh, I thought uh, to get us started on this episode instead of doing a voicemail uh we had such a great time last week having mrs dirty monster on i thought i might interview um maybe just a few of our children i don't think i have time to go through all of them uh yeah so uh here we go uh hey uh little dirty monsters i i need i need some of you to come over here okay okay good uh now you're todd todd is that is that who you are who are you Hi, Todd, Ty, very close, very close. So uh, I want to hear about what you think about this, about all these stories that your dad is sharing. Is it really cool to hear all the awesome things that your dad has done? My dad's mostly done none of it, and his podcast is just named Downright Lies. Okay, all right, uh, this one is a liar. Go ahead and get out of here. All right, no, you, you. No, yeah. it's real. All right, you, uh, Philip. Evie, Evie, I, I don't really remember. Okay, all right, wh- whatever you say, Evie. Okay, Evie. Um, Evie, it sounds weird coming off my tongue. All right, Evie. Um, so, Evie, uh, <laughs> uh, what would you say is your favorite episode of the podcast? Why does it matter? I'm, me and my siblings are the only one listening. Have, have you been talking to your mother again? <laughs> Okay, no, no, no. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so your favorite episode is the one where I meet the Sphinx, right? Okay, great. All right, next, next one. Who are you? Who are you? Robert, Robert, come here. R- not Robert. Rudolph. Okay, Rudolph. I want to know what is the most impressive thing that I have done. Come on, you, you anything. There's been so many impressive things I've done. I just just name one. Um I don't know using the potty when you were three. Three? What that has nothing to do with the podcast. Uh and I started using the toilet before I was one years old. Anyway, okay. Never mind. You know what, guys, get out of here. Get out of here. Uh oh, okay, okay. Um so that was great. We got to hear from the little dirty monsters, uh, at least some of them. Um, I guess with that all said, there's really no reason to hold off on starting this week's story. Now, uh, obviously, uh, if you've been listening, you know that uh, with all of you, the uh, downright lies truthers asking to know uh, the adventure that Dak Shepard and I had, I, I really didn't want to do that. Uh, I didn't want to take away his story, but, um, you know, there were just so many of you were asking, 
um, and I know how you how you love the truth. So I went ahead and I, I got permission from him. And so I'm going to go ahead and tell you uh, how Dax actually the real story behind how he smashed his hand uh, earlier this year. Um, so I guess, yeah, with that, we're going to go ahead and move into this week's story. California, 2020. The moon hung low and large, the stars twinkling in the deep blue night sky. Dax Shepard and I stood on the top of the ridge, looking down into the valley. The valley was rocky and sandy, but also was nearly in the shape of a giant halfpipe. I don't think we can do this, man, Dax said. Dax The only thing we can't do are the things we believe we can't do. We're going to do this, though, I said to him. We love our wives, and they deserve this. They're the best wives in the world, right? Dax nodded sheepishly, embarrassed that he had doubted himself and me. I slapped him on the shoulder hard, encouragingly. Do you want to drive or do the jump? Oh, you know me, B. I always stay in the bars when off-roading. Dax always calls me B, which is short for Big Dirty Monster. He's a really cool guy. I do know that, I said, smiling. Okay, let's make sure we have all of our equipment in order. We made sure his Polaris Razor was fueled up. We made sure my bungee lanyard was in full working condition. I had my rock pick ready to go. The inflatable fall pad was in place and checked for leaks. Dax drove the razor over to the edge of the ridge. And you're sure this is safe, B? Dax asked as he sat behind the wheel, looking down into the valley. I hesitated for a few tense moments. I am not sure it's safe, Dax, but I also know the rewards are worth it. I inspected the path we intended to drive, down the ridge, into the valley, and then back up the other side. I'll be doing the dangerous stuff, You'll just need to stay in the bars and land the jump on the other end of the valley. I trust your skills at driving. It's going to be perfect, I said, encouragingly. He smiled and revved the engine in response. I slipped into my harness and attached the bungee lanyard to the front of the razor. I then got onto the special rack we had welded to the front of the razor and put on my helmet. Helmets are always a good idea when taking part in any motorized sport. I grabbed the roll cage behind me with my left hand and grasped my rock pick in my right. I took a deep breath and then nodded. (gasps) Dax gunned the engine and we took off down the steep side of the ridge. As we reached the bend onto the valley floor, I had to lean back so that my face did not come in contact with the ground. Dax pressed the accelerator down to the ground and we whipped across the valley floor. I looked back at Dax and gave him a big smile hoping he could at least see my eyes through my helmet. I turned back and leaned back again as we hit the uphill slope of the far end of the valley. We were nearly driving vertically up into the air now. I was crouched down on the front of the razor and waited. We rocketed up into the air, five, ten, fifteen, twenty feet above the lip of the ridge. As we reached our zenith, I took a mighty jump and rocketed into the sky. The lanyard unraveled as I shot towards the moon. 
As I neared the great heavenly satellite, I pulled back my right hand with the rock pick and took a mighty swing. The point of my pick sunk into the bright yellow flesh, and I wrenched the pick down, trying to break off a piece. A great crack split the desert night, and I heard Dax shouting excitedly. The bungee tension finally reached its peak and began pulling me back to the earth. I yanked free my rock pick, hoping a hunk of the moon would fall down with me. Unfortunately, the bright yellow piece of moon rock stayed attached to the moon itself, and I fell to the earth, landing safely on the fall pad. With the intensity that only an A-list Hollywood celebrity can muster, Dax raised his hands to the heavens and bellowed in defeat. No! I climbed down from the fall pad and said, again. Dax was frustrated, but he saw the gleam of surety in my eye, and he climbed back into the razor. We drove back to the other side of the valley, and then I climbed onto the special platform once again. Five more times, we attempted our stunt, but to no avail. The piece of moon was holding its tenuous hold onto the main body of the celestial being. We're running out of time, Dax said, agitated. The sun is going to come up soon. You're right, I muttered to myself, thinking through our plan. I stared at the glowing lunar surface and knew what had to be done. I'm going without the bungee lanyard, I said. Dax's jaw dropped open. No way, dude! What if you break away from the Earth's gravity and go rocketing out into space? Are our wives worth the risk? I asked him. Dax stared dreamily out into the night sky. Bell has always been there for me, and I know people are always saying how they love their wife to the moon and back, but I want to bring the moon to her. So, so yeah, she is. And Mrs. Dirty Monster is just as deserving. So let's do this. I just won't miss, I said. Dax nodded, and we went back to the other side of the valley. I climbed onto the front platform and then unhooked the lanyard from the razor. I wrapped it around myself and pulled my helmet on. I slapped the front of the vehicle and Dax took off. The wind whistled past us furiously. Before I knew it, we were shooting up the far side of the valley. Higher and higher we climbed, and then I jumped as hard as I could. Unfortunately, one of the welded mounts holding the platform to the razor gave way, and my trajectory was now off. As I hurtled past the moon, I heard Dax shouting, B! No! Thinking quick, I unraveled the lanyard from around my torso and quickly tied my rock pick to the end of it. I concentrated on my target and then hurled the pick at the crack in the moon. Ha! The pick sunk deep into the crack, and then the lanyard pulled taut. The force with which I had been flying out into the abyss reversed, and I came barreling towards the earth now. I flew past the moon, through the night sky, and landed squarely on the fall pad. The force with which I came hurriedly back yanked free the chunk of moon rock, and it came careening towards the earth. I got it! Dax shouted and dove to catch the large, bright rock that now hurtled towards the earth. True to his word, Dax caught the 50-pound chunk of moon with his hand as he slid across the ground. As amazing as the dive and catch was, 
His catch was also unfortunate. The weight of the rock, plus the acceleration of its fall, pulverized his left hand. Since the invention of screaming, there have been five screams rated the most macho, the most masculine. This one blew them all out of the water. I let him compose himself for a moment before I went over to him to offer my assistance. Dax, I said, placing my hand firmly on his shoulder. Can I help? He grunted and then pulled his hand from beneath the stone. It looked like a pancake that had sat in syrup for far too long. I think we should have lifted the rock off of your hand rather than you pulling your hand out like that. I said to him as he cradled his badly damaged palm and digits. He let out a small whimper and nodded. I looked him in the eye and gave a nod. I took the rock pick and slammed it into the center of the moon rock. It split in two. I put the two halves in the back of the razor and helped Dax into the passenger seat. We drove back to the truck together, the silent night air pressing around us. I loaded up the razor in the trailer and drove us back to his home. I helped him out of the truck and walked as he made his way inside. Dax! I shouted. He stopped and turned to look at me. I hope it was worth it. He gave me a giant smile and said, Leave my half in the back of the truck. I'll surprise her later after I get myself cleaned up. Thanks for believing in me, B. I gave him a wink and a smile and made my way home to give my own beloved bride her very own piece of the moon. Anyway, that's the real story behind how Dax Shepard crushed his hand, and that's why they call me the Dismantling of Celine. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I know that you guys have been, I mean, honestly, pestering me for months, uh, ever since this uh, podcast started. How did Dax really break his hand? Well, I'm I'm glad I was able to finally clear that up for you all. Um, Dax is a great guy, but really this podcast is about me, the big dirty monster, not some armchair expert. So uh, I'm just glad that you all were here for this, and I'm glad that the uh, story is finally out there. Uh, you don't have to be embarrassed, Dax. Uh, you, it's okay to tell the truth. The Downright Lies truthers demand it, and that's what we deliver here on the Downright Lies podcast. Um, yeah, it's kind of a bittersweet uh, feeling to have season one end, but that doesn't mean the show is over for good. I'm actually working on figuring out what stories to share for uh, season two. So uh, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at uh, Big Dirty Monster if you're looking for that. And actually, we do now have an Instagram account uh, specifically dedicated to this show. It is on Instagram. It's Downright Lies Podcast. So you can for sure follow the podcast and uh, we'll let you know when we're getting ready to start another season. I uh, would like to thank Matthew Jameson. He's mjameson23 on Instagram. He did all the music for this show. I uh, also would like to thank William Bubenick. He is West Park Creative STL on Instagram. He did all the artwork. Um, it's been a really fun project to do. I'm really glad that uh, people had fun with it and listened. I appreciate all the input. Uh, I'm really excited for the future and uh, sharing some more stories with you. 
Uh, I love lying. Uh, I mean, I love telling the truth uh, to the millions of adoring fans, uh, all of the downright lies truthers. Thank you for being a part of my life. And I want you to remember that I always tell the truth.